Welcome to the Talking About Life podcast. I am your host, Ian Lepkowski, also known as Kowski on Twitter. My handle is at K-O-W-S-K-Y underscore E-T-H, like Ethereum for ETH, so Kowski.eth. Today, we are incredibly grateful to have a guest on the show. We always start the show by thanking God, the universe, energy source, however you phrase it, for providing whatever magic brings these guests to the show, gets them to say yes when I ask people to come on, and gets them to talk and share their lessons and positivity with us. We also always like to thank the guest for coming on. Today, our guest is Boana, so we're very grateful to have them here on the show. Thank you for giving us your time. Their Twitter handle is at Boana, so that's at B0, the number, W-A-N-A, if you're looking to follow them. Their Twitter bio reads, live sustainably, be kind to every creature, and bring happiness to everyone you meet. V friends, women and weapons, Gyrus or Gyrus, however you say that, official, TikTok, Treehouse Mountain. So, Boana, that's your bio. Feel free to introduce yourself a little bit beyond that, and then we'll go into the interview and questions. But start off with, you know, how are you doing today and how are you doing in general? Uh, thank you, Kowski. I appreciate it. And appreciate uh, you asking me on here. This is something I've never done. This is something I've never wanted to do. I think I've only spoken on a spaces once before. And uh, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. But I'm going to talk to you for an hour and try to forget about where I am. I'm just sitting here in my camper, hanging out and uh, loving life. Um, I appreciate that greatly. I have a lot of people coming on the show as a first. This is my first time that I like started a podcast. I'm about, I think this is episode 33, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm kind of learning as I go here too. You know, if you listen between episode one to 15 to 30, I'm sure you'll see, you know, some growth across it. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to any yet, that's, that's no worries. But if you had, you know, it's, you'll see, I, I make tons of mistakes. Sometimes I forget what I'm saying in the middle. Sometimes, you know, I'm cutting people off. People cut me off. There's a glitch. It, it, it's fucking Wild West out here, bro. And that's the way I love it. I live in the raw. I live in the real. I do things as I go. I'd rather just, you know, Gary V says, like, document, don't create. So it's like, yo, fuck the fucking hour that some people take to set this shit up. I'm saying, hey, bro, we're here. We're people. We could just talk in the moment. So there's no pressure on it. So it's like there's really nothing off limits. Um, just no spreading conscious negativity like, you know. I, I don't really have an issue. I've never really had that come up, but obviously no advocating for hurting people, that type of shit. But that's it, dude. Otherwise, we're talking about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Um, where did you say you were? You said you're in your camper? I'm in my camper here in uh, Copper Hill, Tennessee. I have a, a treehouse resort, and I have uh, we sold our house uh, last year and moved into a camper on the property to be here working with our guests 24-7. That and, sounds fucking dope, dude. That like, do, so how do you feel? Do you feel like, am I hearing that the right way? Is that kind of like the living the dream for you? Because that sounds like it is. Or yeah, some part of it. I gave up. Um, I had a business uh, four and a half years ago. I've had a business for eighteen years, and going good, making plenty of money, lots of, more money than I could spend. Um, only working two days a week at the most, and um, but I was in a rut. And started listening to Gary V and Jordan Peterson, interestingly. Um, and I like him, too. He's controversial, but I like him. He's wonderful. I like controversy. Um, I'm not afraid of him. Yeah, but uh, I, I felt moved by both of them, especially Gary, to follow my passion. And um, I, I enjoyed the other business. I loved – I speak Spanish, so I – it was a business – taking trout to restaurants so i had to deal with all the people in the back of the restaurants which most of them were spanish so Wait, I did had, you say trout yeah uh, trout fillets we took them i picked it up in the mountains and would take it to atlanta twice a week people uh people who saw you afterwards must have <laughs> must have known you did that right i trout is one of those smells that i feel like it stays with you yeah actually uh what's what stayed with me is when when diesel prices went over five dollars a gallon, I started dumpster diving for vegetable oil and converted my truck, my delivery truck over to use vegetable oil. And um, I didn't even know that was an option. That seems like crazy innovative. I didn't even hear about that. Is that it, like if you drive a truck, is that like 
um part of the meta or like part of part of the culture for truck drivers like some people do it it's like it's like the vegans of truck drivers or something or how did you get into that um actually my wife steered me in the in, in the direction and um i hate saying that she's, she's got such great ideas sometimes she beats me to the punch but i followed it up and sure it looked crazy it looked nuts a lot of people told me it wouldn't work and um it was a it was a pretty cheap conversion to convert the truck over to add an extra tank and any diesel will run on on warm vegetable oil um and hardly loses any power it's just a you know and, and it's it pollutes less it you know it's it's uh it, you go down the road smelling like french fries and i always during that time i guess several years that i did it um i always smelled covered in grease you know, and, uh, but you do what you got to do. And I was able Decent to trout, bro. I mean, to each their own. I mean, if your wife is still giving you all these good ideas after all these years and you come home sticking like grease and trout, man, I mean, either she likes it, she loves you that she could overpower it. But, uh, I, I think, I think that says something well, positive. She, she's definitely my better half. And most of our good ideas do come from her. Um, and, but, uh, uh the treehouse resort, that was my idea, and um, that was my passion. I really found something I was passionate about, and she uh, she humored no, wait, me. So hold on. So how did you get how did you get exactly from trout to treehouse? Um, there was an eclipse, and uh, here in 2017, a total eclipse. We had uh, directly in the in the in the in the way of it. So we had three minutes of total darkness of, of total eclipse and um we had had a we had a farm i met my my wife in costa rica and we had a farm down there um with lots of little primitive cabins completely off grid no electricity the only running water was in the creek and when the eclipse came people came from all over and we didn't really know what to expect uh, so we boiled a bunch of mushrooms and and ate mushrooms with everybody and it was wait a second wait a second what kind of mushrooms oh they were the good mushrooms amanita muscaria uh i know it was um more than the, the same type of mushroom i was getting uh when i lived in florida um is it the so kind that makes you see like space wizards and like trippy toad frogs things with hypno eyes or it's just like some lion's mane or portobello yeah no it's it, it was trip they were trippy <laughs> And especially we we uh, mushrooms. We, we didn't we didn't measure them, so we probably made it too strong. But we were all tripping really hard. Heroic dose, baby, Terrence McKenna. If you know who that is, no, who's that? Huge mushrooms advocate from eighties, nineties. I don't know what year, but he was he's he's like before my time a little bit kind of thing, I think. But he was just like a really big hippie and like I think psychologist or social some yeah, he was like a academic who fell into mushrooms. So he brought this like intellectualism to like, you know, trippyism or, you know, hallucinogenics where you know, you may realize like a lot of people who do it are kind of like, whoa, far out, man. You know, not everyone's as vocal kind of thing. And not everyone's like that. That's a stereotype. But he was particularly like academic and intellectual and then started raving about the benefits of mushrooms. I think he even has a theory that human language developed from our early answers, walking, ancestors walking around eating mushrooms, seeing all these crazy things in their mind, having like a little telepathy through it and then like feeling like, all right, we got to like talk about this shit. And that's how like language came about. I think he calls it the stoned ape theory. Like Joe Joe Rogan talks about it, I think. But uh, yeah, that's 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 an aside. But that's Terrence McKenna. You might want to look into him after. I bet you'd like uh, his his speeches and philosophies. But yeah, big big mushroom guy. And uh, here I am on Mushroom Mountain. Yeah, I I um I I've done mushrooms you know sporadically throughout my uh, spiritual journey here. And I think you know mushroom responsibly. But yeah, mushrooms are something. You know, I don't know everybody. Almost everybody should try them once. I, I do feel that way about it. But sorry, go on. I'm I'm a me and my wife for once in a while type of thing. Actually, she did a, she did mushrooms for the first time last year since the eclipse in Costa Rica. Um, she just drank too much of it, and she didn't want any part of it for thirty years. That makes sense. I definitely. Uh... 
I've had to, I've had so when you make it in a tea, it gets like a lot stronger. Is my experience. I used to just like put some on like a, a sandwich or a slice of pizza when I was like much younger. When I was a teenager, I, I don't know. I probably did it like fifteen times in like a short period of time or something. Um, now I'm more like, yeah, I don't, who knows when the last time I did it was it's sporadic. You know, I, I've like, you know, I have more commitments and things that I can't just be doing that all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely can relate to if you take too much, it, you could, you could, it could freak you out. Um, so I get that. I, I know I'm, uh, going on these tangents, but I do want to hear. So Ooh, apologies, but my... you know, I, we're just, like I said, bro, no fucking rules. We're just vibing, but okay. So everyone's on the fucking mountain, bro. There's a fucking eclipse. It's fucking wild. It's spiritual. You got a pot full of boiling fucking hallucinogenic mushroom tea, bro. Everybody's sipping the fucking eclipse. Bro, I can't even. Okay, so go on. This sounds dope. Keep going. All right. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. I think everything is working good. My power never goes off, dude. That's something. Bro, it's it's okay. These are these are the obstacles and trials and tribulations that are that are set before us by the universe sometimes just to fuck with us, bro. But they make us stronger people ultimately. So the more shit you get over, you know, the easier it is to get over the next one. So I'm with it, bro. We're we're right back in it though. Cool. So everyone's fucking, you know, on the top of this mountain here. There's an eclipse. There's a fucking bucket pot full of cauldron, a witch's brew cauldron full of mushroom tea. Everyone's tripping balls. What, what, and then this is, this is leading to like this vision or inspiration you had for this resort, but let me, you know, I'll, let me let you walk the, us the way there from, you know, where you uh, left off here. Gotcha. Thanks for bringing me back. Cause I couldn't remember where in the heck I was. All goody. I got you. I got you covered, man. Yeah. Um, the, uh, in 2017, we heard there was going to be a total eclipse coming over our farm here in coast here in uh, Copper Hill. And there was nothing out here. We bought 30 acres to for deer hunting and uh, for family cookouts and such. And um, there was just nothing here. And so we noticed that people were charging a lot of money to come up here and camp all over the mountains. And so, and I didn't like that. Um, so I sent a, gave a flyer, uh, printed flyers, and gave them to all my chefs down in Atlanta. And they passed them out to all their staff. And I had no idea of all the people that would come up. We had a, about 150 people all together, I guess, that were camping all over the property. Um, and we were, we were way out. I mean, we were really way out. And wasn't sure if anyone would want to come up here. But, man, they showed up. None of them really knew, any, knew each other either. They were such a very group of people um but we knew we knew what an eclipse was about we hired a mariachi band um it seemed appropriate since our first eclipse was in costa rica and had a, a mariachi band come up and told people just to come it's free um you know we're going to be doing potluck the whole time and and everybody going to be thrown in i said i'd have porta potties up here and a, a 265 gallon tote of, of fresh water and man, it was the most beautiful experience. We had so many different people up here. There, you had people in, you know, it's a big property. We had people in different, and it's, you know, it's all hilly. We had people in different areas, people chanting, people speaking in tongues, other people doing crazy stuff, having, you know, a blanket with, with crystals all laid out. And everybody was doing their thing. You had all the kids that were that didn't know each other all playing together and running together, um, especially that night, running through the woods all evening. And it was it was really something. And um, my guy, that sounds like my fucking scene. If if that's happening again, dude, I gotta I gotta be in there. I gotta get in on that. <laughs> that that sounds wonderful. Like I like I said before, I don't do this type of thing all the time now that I'm, you know, a bit older than I was. But dude, that if, if there was an occasion, that is the motherfucking occasion. That's that <laughs> place to do that. Um, so that's awesome. So so keep going. I'm listening, but I'm just I just keep peppering in, sprinkling a little salt here, bro. Like season it up. Like just I gotta let you know I'm reacting. Like, bro, I am that is awesome. That is legitimate. Um, and then just keep going with how that got you inspired to um 
you know, ultimately, like, well, obviously the inspiration is there. Everybody was fucking getting overcharged. People were going to all these other places. They were getting overcapitalized. You were like, fuck that. There's a way that I could get a little piece of the pie here and also save some money for everybody else. So how did you actually then, I guess, go about it from there? Um, it, it, people started showing up. We didn't know who would show up. Um, we asked for people to RSVP. No one did. Wait, to this thing or going forward? Uh, for 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 that eclipse okay for that one but i'm saying so but after that then you started this like lodge right like yeah. like and then you could come any day or or how does it yeah i guess that's what i'm asking how does that all work two weeks later there was remember there's nothing out there on the property two weeks later but we were doing a lot of work clearing stuff and making making cool places on the property um, which is just something i like to do um i'm really into making spaces really cool spaces whether it's inside or outside or whatever so I spent a couple of years making pretty cool places. So I was sitting out there in the woods one day, um, two weeks after the eclipse, and it just came to me, build build a platform out there. And my wife said, okay, we can do that. And, you know, a place to put, remember, it's not level out there anywhere, really, to put chairs and tables that we can sit around and, and just hang out. And once we got a platform up, we are like, let's go ahead and put a little cabin on it. And my wife agreed to do it, and I, I told her we could rent it out. You know, I didn't really mean it. It was more of an expensive hobby. But my daughter threw it on Airbnb and started renting it out. And um, that's how it started. And If you and, build it, they will come, bro. And then that's it. Your daughter just was like, fuck this. I'm capitalizing. Like, I'm not waiting for pops to fucking, like, realize where the money's at. I'm, I'm putting this in the world. And then you were like, oh, shit, I smell the green. Baby, smell them greenbacks. Yeah, she didn't even ask permission. She just did it. I mean, she she watches the money of the family, and she had a corporate job working for U.S. Foods, and she threw it up on Airbnb, and it started renting, and um, it just took off from there. Um, a bank up here, a local bank, privately owned bank, um, their head banker really liked what we were doing, believed in it, and took a chance on us, and we put up the property. Um, and they let us, uh, start building tree houses. We were, everything was on a shoestring. Um, and, um, always just not enough mo money left to do something, but we kept going and kept going as long as we had momentum. And that's the same in any business that I've ever had. And I've had a lot of businesses. If you got momentum, if you just got, if you just keep taking one small step and one small step, even when there's no possible way forward you just keep going and that's that's the way that happened um and uh it it worked we got we have four tree houses now and my my daughter she was able to leave uh, u.s foods we were able to match her salary and actually for the first year or more she did it for absolutely nothing just working while she was at u.s foods and uh, now she's a made Airbnb's class of 22, uh, uh, 2022, uh, 30 under 30. And uh, which I thought was cool. She's, she's I didn't even know they had that. What, so what they have like a blog Airbnb or it's like they have a news post type of thing. Or they just uh, it's like a convention or they just elect people. I've, I've heard of, you know, other things doing 30 under 30. I know that that is I didn't know Airbnb even recognizes people. That's kind of cool that she got recognized and that they even do that. Yeah, they had a pretty, pretty strenuous uh, interview process, and they crawl through. They 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 can see everything that you've done with all your guests, and they look at the reviews and they look at how she responded to guests and re responded to problems, and and uh, they picked her. And uh, I'm still waiting on the uh, Airbnb's sixty under sixty, but I i'm almost 60 so it's, i don't only i don't don't know about 30 <laughs> i don't know about that i don't even think they do have. they do that or you're just joking that's what they do 60 under 60 or no no they don't oh. do that man we get <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like maybe that's a new thing that's kind of cool like they do a little uh yeah for the boomers boomers don't get no respect i they don't but gary would do it that, that's something he would do he'd be like yeah fuck bro 60 is the new fucking 30 he would totally do that <laughs> I totally agree. So anyway, that's how, that's how the resort came about, and and we finally just said we're gonna we're gonna roll out of our other business and concentrate our full efforts here on the farm. And um, 
I, I turned over my, my trout business to my son and, um, he came out of the corporate world and, um, he's running the business now. Um, so happy for him. So happy. I'm not doing it now, but he lives now on the property also in a camper. Um, my daughter lives close to here, so she's always here. And, um, it's a, you know, it's, it's a dream I always had of creating a business where my kids wanted to come and actually work in the business and take over the business and, and just do a family type business. They've always, since they were four or five years old, always done whatever work in whatever business we had. That was just, that was just what they did. Um, whether it's, you know, dress up in elf uniform, you know, costumes for Christmas and stand out on the street. Um, it was, it was, it was quite a thing, but, uh, um, it's, Dude, that's uh, fucking awesome. I, I hope to be as proud of whatever I do, you know, throughout my journey here as, you know, you sound right now. My my baby is, you know, only two months plus, you know, some days old here. So I got I got time to build the empire. You know, I don't know exactly where I'm going. I'm doing a podcast. I do art. I, you know, do like writing, poetry, speaking. It'll it'll end up somewhere. I feel confident about that. I keep putting myself out there. I feel good about it. I feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to do. And God forbid none of it turns into something that I could pass on to someone. I'm a happy guy. Like like most of the like ninety plus percent of the time blanket statement i look at my life i'm grateful i'm happy yeah there's frustrations yeah there's bullshit yeah sometimes i'm yelling i'm crying i'm going through fucking human emotions like anybody else but for the most part i'm happy so i i i advocate this to other people don't get so caught up on the destination and it sounds cliche but cliches are fucking true man they keep getting repeated because the whole race hasn't fucking learned them yet like like if the whole race would take a message the whole human race and i mean when i say that when if you would if we would all take a message from a cliche, they'd like go away. We wouldn't need to repeat them anymore. So it's like people are still fucking missing this one. And because they heard it so much, they like pass it even more. But it's true. Like you reach the destination. That's beautiful. But it's like not everybody might, or you might have to switch destinations along the way. So I think you gotta fall in love with the process. And you know, even your journey is kind of like you weren't fucking thinking about a destination, even. And it's like that's what people gotta realize. Like you weren't all caught up on some shit, so you didn't have anxiety about it, you weren't worried about it. It. Yeah, you had this general idea like I want to pass a business on to my children, but you know, you had the trout thing going and you were doing your own thing and like all of a sudden, bro, an eclipse comes, a fucking treehouse pops out of the fucking nowhere. You know what I mean? Like like just this magical moment comes, right place, right time, and then all of a sudden you reach this destination and that's I doubt the fucking path you saw there. Not even I doubt. Like we just said it. That's not the path that you saw there. Like it just kind of happened. Your daughter got involved with it. She jumped in herself. It's everything you wanted, but I think if you maybe had been caught up your whole life on building the perfect treehouse, maybe it wouldn't have worked out as well. Maybe it would, but you know, I think you get the point of what I'm saying, right? Like there's like a there's like a magic in the kind of like laissez-faire, hands-off business. Don't don't get too fucking stressed. And that's kind of how I run the podcast. But do you, do you know what I'm saying? You you absolutely nailed it. It uh, it was it was magical. I consider it was you know it felt completely God led. Um, I while my children were growing up and going through high school, and I tried to talk talk them into not going to college. They put themselves through college anyway, and uh, worked their way worked their way through college. They they knew from a young age that they weren't going to get a car if they didn't work. They weren't going to go to college if they didn't work. Um, we were always real transactional with them. And, um, and I had always dreamed of having, having them c come in to do something like that. But once they got into college and graduated and got into corporate where I kind of gave that, you know, just, just, I just let it go. Um, and then the treehouse idea hit me and then my daughter jumped in and, um, and now she's, now we actually made her a minority partner. She's, by far the most valuable person in our organization don't oh i hope she does not listen to this um you want her head getting too big huh oh man she is gunning for my job let me tell you brother i mean that that you got to be proud of that that's your girl i am as proud as i can be of her she is she's a driven dragon if she's anything and my wife also she, my wife runs the business my daughter um she does everything. She does the website. She does the Airbnb. She, we have most of our stuff now, 70% coming, coming through our website. She does, I stopped doing social media altogether. I hit a brick wall on that about a year and a half ago. 
and she picked up the social media and we stay pretty busy. We're, we're making it. And, um, my, my, my wife, she's, she's a business person. She watches everything, you know, as far as the money and everything has to go right and everything, this, that, and the other. And, and my job is to simply keep, keep the place looking pretty. It's 30 acres that I, I'm always working on. Um, and I do a lot of, a lot of my, my work. I walk through the woods and, and dream, you know, and, and, uh, and come up with ideas and, working on right now a, a children's adventure course and um it just it, it really the, the whole the whole journey has been magical um when you finally find something that really clicks with you the other business is great and and I, and I loved it i loved meeting people um you know getting to know all these people in these restaurants i loved it but the treehouse was my passion and i've got a pot something I'd always wanted. I always wanted my own pond with snakes and turtles in it. So now we, we dug out a pond and now I have snakes and turtles and fish in it and snakes all over the property, deer, turkey, you name it, bobcats, um, got armadillos up here. Um, Interesting you said snakes and turtles first. A lot of people hate snakes, especially Indiana Jones. You big, uh, you big snake guy? Uh, my only tattoo is a... Uh, there's a beautiful scarlet snake on my right arm. I always thought snakes were were cool. I I was like a, a darker child than I am an adult. I found the light at some point in life. But as a kid, I fucking loved skulls with like snakes like wrapping in and out of like the eye sockets and shit and coming over the top of the head like a cobra. I don't know if you ever seen that, but that was my jam. I have seen that. I'm I more. Shit. I'm more of a. I just love snakes. I've I've introduced a lot of people here, um, that that have. To, to snakes and 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 let children you know show them how to how to catch snakes and they go out and they start turning over logs until they find a snake and and um i've always loved loved that and i i, I adore snakes that's my that's my animal um yeah snakes get a bad rap for um christians often because of the whole like garden of eden snake is the devil a temptation kind of thing um so some people don't like it because of that some people just think they're creepy but yeah i never i never fell into all that i thought i think snakes are pretty fucking cool bro like i mean yeah it's like i had a friend who had a snake and like i did not love the part where like like he would be like oh yo we're gonna feed it and he would drop like a live mouse in there and it would like fucking devour this thing like i don't know dude like i'm a i'm a guy right i'm a i'm a guy like any other guy like there's a part of me that goes God, like that's cool and then there's a part of me that's like oh my god like he just ate that thing. like holy she just killed that like oh fuck like i don't know but <laughs> overall i you know i still went over there and i like and when he said like bro come watch like dude i was there i went in the room i could have stayed downstairs i could have fucking like chickened out whatever like i don't know it was like a, it was like a it was like a twofold feeling you know it was like i was getting pulled in two directions but it's like i had to watch you know it's that train wreck a little bit but I don't know, dude. Snakes are kind of cool. They're just different. Like, you'd have one in your house. It's like this predator. They're, like, not like dogs or anything. You don't really know what they're thinking. They're a little bit scary, like, slithery. I don't, I don't know. They're just, like, kind of super interesting to me. I, I always kind of like them. Um, you know, not my favorite. I like lions as my favorite animal. But snakes snakes have a place in my heart, bro. They, snakes are kind of badass. Yeah, I've all, always had pet snakes um, throughout my life. I took, you know, went to college and had a snake and and just I always lived with snakes. I lived, I had it for several years um, until it escaped. I had a, a 10 foot python, a Burmese oh, python. You had a 10 foot python? Yeah. He, he, and, you know, he, like, you have a big basement or you built it? Did it have its own tree house? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he, he lived with, I mean, he literally had a small house, uh, you know, one, one, one story, and he was free to. He had his bedroom to where you know I could put him put him into you know his his own bedroom, but he hung out with me, just cruised the house you know, um, and I I loved him. I I love snakes and I man, That's great, bro. But do pythons like 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 would he like wrapped you up and like like ten feet, bro? Like like you know what I'm saying? Like was he, did he ever look at you? Like I wonder if that's food or dad kind of thing or that like. Well, he got me a few times for instance you know if you if you you know i'd go out and get him a rabbit and um at the pet shop and bring it back and i remember one time sticking my hand under the sofa to grab my snake and all he you know they, they go by smell 
And so he smelled a rabbit. So he nailed me. Um, he bit me a couple times like that, mistaking me for. Are they venomous or no? I don't. I I, no. I like things. I don't know the details. No, they have a mouthful of teeth. Um, all snakes have teeth, and um, he he hurt worse than most. I mean, it it, it drew blood. Um, but I'm I've Man, always I'm sorry. I mean, obviously you're okay, but yeah, I'm sorry. I've <laughs> I've, all, I've always been bit by snakes. Um, I catch snakes barehanded. Um, I've hand tamed a couple of coral snakes when I lived in Florida. Um, I'm, I just have I have no fear of snakes. I love snakes. Um, and I really have a good feel for them. And uh, that's awesome. And I was saying before, snakes get a bad rap in Christianity, Garda, even, but um, Eden, um, but. If you're into, or if you ever heard of like some of the Indian uh, traditions or like yoga, like I used, I got into that in college, like meditation, yoga, I'm still into meditation, yoga a little bit, but there's this idea, this thing called the Kundalini. You ever hear that shit? Uh, that's a poisonous snake. No, no. That was so funny. No, so Kundalini is this like totally like meditative, like Indian concept. I don't think it's the, you know what? I don't know. Actually, you, you maybe, maybe you just taught me something. I don't even know. Maybe that's why it's called that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm like, wait, maybe there's a connection there, but so they call the Kundalini. Maybe you're right, dude. I got to look into that. I never fucking thought about that. That that's, that's funny. That's a good perspective, but uh, so I'll, I'll, I got to put a post-it note in my mind for that. But anyway, so there's this thing called the Kundalini and it's like a, it's a spiritual metaphysical concept that like at the base of your spine, there's this Kundalini and the Kundalini is like this coiled serpent thing, but it's not really obviously a snake in your body. It's the idea that like all of like your energy and like the root of your chakras is like like flowing through your spine and at the base of your spine, the kundalini is like where all the energy erupts. Like like the, the eruptions Gary Vee's doing, the volcano shit, like, like that's where your volcano is. That's where your coiled serpent is. And that coiled serpent, if you like meditate and do yoga and all this shit, it shoots up through your spine and like fucking shoots out of your like, I don't know, like crown chakra through the fucking third eye. I don't even, I'm not, don't <laughs> quote me 100% on this shit, dude. But um, like someone, someone who's really into this is going to be like, I'm offended. You, I can't believe you said it like that. But I'm just getting the general points, dude. Like it, this is generally what it is. And this energy shoots up through your body and it's supposed to like make you feel better. And like, you know, you could feel like yourself standing more up straight, but you got to like do these like hip openers and leg things to like unlock the energy from like your base and your core. So that's just like, I don't know. It's just another cool thing. So it depends like, you know, th different things have different uh, connotations, different religions, different cultures. So in one, in one, it's the devil. And then the other, it's literally like the, enlightenment the nirvana the the life force surging through you so i if you like snakes you might want to i want to lead into that yeah or not i'm just you know but I'm i just think the, different examples i think the fear of snakes comes from our dna because back way back when i think it was probably pretty safe a safe bet to stay away from snakes um so that's yeah probably... that and monsters under the bed i heard is like a primal thing like there, right. used to, there used to be monsters under your bed. There were snakes. <laughs> well, if, if, you, if a Kundalini is like a, a coiled up serpent, a coiled up snake, I must have a huge Kundalini. That probably is responsible why I, for my. Probably, for my... dude, mushrooms and shit activates the Kundalini too, I believe. And then they're like, okay, yeah, like that shit activates it, but it's artificial or like, like, but you got like, but there's like, Basically, bro, if you activate the Kundalini, you could just fucking mushroom trip on command was my understanding of it. Again, I don't think that was the purpose. It was to like reach Nirvana in heaven. But the like I was like studying with these monks for a bit that were like from India uh, in this thing called the Nanda Marga. It was like their version of their Indian religion or whatever. But like, bro, they, they seem to be describing like like some like bro, I saw this guy like meditating and he was like 80 and he'd been doing it for 40 years. I don't know if he was put part of me was like, is this guy putting on a show because he knows we're like at a retreat and he's trying to like inspire people. But bro, he was like vibrating. He was like rocking back and forth. His eyes were like rolling back in his head. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, like, what was all that? He's like, oh, I'm not even always aware of that. Like, I'm deep in the moment. That's the Kundalini. I'm like, what the I was like, I don't know if I have that. I feel like you're fucking with me, but it's a it's a thing I witnessed. I definitely witnessed that. I can't tell you a hundred percent what happened on his side, but I saw it. It looked real, dude. I was pretty convinced. I was like, dude, this looks like like because no one else was doing that. He was old. I was like, bro, you, if I guess if you Kundalini for thirty years, like it literally fucking you could feel it surging through you. Like I I don't know. I'm fifty fifty on whether he was like doing that to inspire us or that was real, but that it was still pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it could have been real, but it turned it into an act. So I don't know. I 
I was so sold, but yeah, I'm I'm, always, I'm a skeptic, so I'm never 100% believe anything. But I love magic, so I'm like down to believe kind of, you know? I'm just I'm like both. I I have two guys in my head. One is fully believes in magic, the other one's like this is total fucking bullshit and they kind of like shake hands and meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I I I tend I I've always gone between calling it magic and and in my later years just uh just just attributing to whatever I whatever God is. Yeah, and, magic God. Some of it's just positive psychology. Like if you look in a psych, it's like, oh yeah, that's science, you know? So there's there's many uh aspects of it. But yeah, I've chosen at this point in my life to like ignore the skeptic. He's not as fun. Like I keep him around just to keep me like grounded, but I choose to believe in magic and God and synchronicities, energy manifestation. And for me, I I, I can never 100% maybe say if it's, like, proven. I don't think you can prove it. But, you know, if positive psychology is a fallback for everything else I can't prove, great. I don't have to change anything. So it's either magic or psychology or God. Great. There's three things it could be. So I'm good. <laughs> one, one of them's got to be fucking right, you know? So I'm good. I'm going to do the same shit. I've always been real heavy on optimism to a fault. Um, never had a practical peacock in my life at all. Uh, my wife is my my wife and daughter are my practical pe peacocks in my there life. You go. They keep me grounded. I was never grounded, um, but something's got to be. I, I don't know what it is. It, no matter how bad things, I, I've gone through some really hard bad things, and I've stayed optimistic through everything, always knowing it's going to get better. And no matter how bleak things seemed, and I've gone through some bleak times do and you want to mention any of that like we can't like i said like keep it positive but if it's like talking about like how you got through something that's super positive we could talk about dark shit do you care to share any of that like an yeah. example maybe inspire someone uh you know in the listeners sure um in costa rica me and my wife had a farm and we lost it all down there and um hurricanes we brought in a we brought in a partner and he ended up uh uh paying off my lawyer and getting his own lawyer that that uh, had me kicked out of the country. And we went from having the most incredible paradise down there right off the beach in Costa Rica to homeless. We came back. My wife was nine months pregnant and um, eight months pregnant, I guess, when we got back. And... Um, I, I had gone before her, bought a bought a uh, a, a micro a VW microbus, and so we had a home, and I had a friend's place that he let me park it, and um, so she came, and um, she wasn't real impressed, but she's a trooper. We had lived in smaller than a microbus. We, you know, we had we had, had we had slept in closets before before we had our farm in Costa Rica, just wherever we could, you know, find a place. I was living on the beach, literally living on the beach with my with, with three horses. We, I rented horses. That's how I met my wife. Um, where was that going, dude? How did you turn that around? That's where that's going. That's that's like crazy. I I agree. That's nuts. That's that's definitely a dark time. How did you how did you get from there back to like trouting in tree houses and all that shit? Um, I came back and started selling meat door to door. Because if you selling meat door to door in these little these little pickup trucks, they let you take the truck home. And so I sold the shit out of meat. It was the most horrible job I've ever had. But my wife would go with me. I'd play it, you know. I'd play her off as you know. Look, there's my my pregnant wife out there in the car. And you know, you you make do with what you can do. And we just That's worked. Target, dude. We we worked and grinded and and. And once the once my son was born, you know that was that was everything. Everything was a you know about you know, making a family. And you know, uh, the same way about my daughter. I'm guessing your son was your first child then. He was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Once that child comes, bro, the life is fucking flipped. Totally different. Yeah. Not about you anymore. I've always been a selfish person. I've always I was raised by great parents, well educated parents, but I was spoiled to death. And um, that's kind of the reason whether it was conscious or subconscious i don't know going to costa rica without anything i got arrested down there after a couple months uh, by immigration selling or selling um 
I, I went to the market and got 50 pounds of oranges when I ran out of money and went to the plaza and squeezed orange juice and sold it to tourists for 20 cents a glass. And you could you do that for a few hours and you got enough for a hotel and a meal. And That's uh, crazy. Yeah. So, bro, let me ask you this. Like, you don't have to tell me too much about him if it's like that type of thing. But, bro, who the fuck was this partner that came in? Was this someone you knew or like someone you like had really good credentials, but they were a fucking shark? Like, who was that? Um, it was a Canadian um, film producer. He had done documentaries and he was he was an accomplished film producer. And he, he uh, all, said all he wanted to do was build his own little place. We had 40 acres down there build his own little little rancho we we built ranchos with with um up off the ground with palm roofs and a lot of bamboo bamboo flooring and stuff and he said he just, he just wants a place you know of his own and he'll kick in half the you know half the money or and uh and it was it was uh it worked for us and one day it's like i they they came and uh served me with papers and said he had the entire company and and uh, or the whole partnership and and just so i understand like there was no because it wasn't part of your story so i'm assuming no there wasn't like a falling out you didn't see this coming this guy just fucking like rugged you like literally took the rug out from under your feet yeah basically that was it i was also abusing drugs at the time i started abusing drugs so i have to take the blame there Uh, and what and he found out and that was maybe part of it or well he was doing drugs too and he had done drugs too so he I think he used it as, as as an excuse, or I've or, done plenty of drugs in my lifetime, so no judgment there for me. I would have no right, um, and I wouldn't anyway. But just saying, just so you know. Yeah, I was abusing him at the time. Yeah, I, that's I was. I had to go to rehab when I was in high school for an outpatient, and I I didn't it. it I like. I didn't, that's not even how I got off of drugs. That didn't even work. But just so you know, yeah, I, I'm there too. So if you ever need to talk about that off the call, on the call another space where you just want to talk about whatever dude i'm just saying me too uh at one point yeah i i don't have problems talking about anything like that it yeah is, i am and some was, people just don't know who they can talk to because other people are like yeah dude i can't really relate to like crushing up pills blowing them on my nose and waking up three days later but having done a bunch of stuff you know what i mean that like I, it's just i'm not proud of that but if you need you know i'm here yeah i in, in costa rica you could buy grams of coke for five dollars a gram and so it was pretty easy to develop a, a habit. And uh, so I, I did abuse drugs down there. But uh, he got us, and he had uh, his his lawyers. His lawyer was in the same law office as, a, as one of the ministers of immigration, and he was a double minister in immigration and police. And um, so it didn't take much to have me have me kicked out of the country. Yeah, well, drugs are not, bro. I'm sorry that happened to you. That guy sounds like a fucker. It's funny. I Part of me, I almost went to say, that guy's a fucking snake. And I forgot we love snakes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, he's a shark. He's a he's a dick or something. He's not a snake. Snakes are cool. But um, it's just funny. I mean, it's not funny, dude. Obviously, I'm sorry. But I, I can tell, I think, that you'll, you kind of have a sense of, not kind of, I, I feel you have a sense of humor. And I feel like, bro, you got rug pulled before NFTs. Like, you were you were getting ready for NFTs before NFTs. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we all waited till the digital age to fucking have someone do that to us. You were like, now nah, let me get this out of the way now. Let me, like, learn from this. Let me see how it feels like. So then when you get to NFTs, like, well, <laughs> you're I, ready I, for what's out there. I, I went from, I went, you know, when I went to Costa Rica, completely dependent on my own self and hustling and whatever I could do down there. And got on top of the world with this beautiful farm and, 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 and whatnot. And it, losing it put me back down to homeless. And as I mentioned, I was spoiled as a child and there's nothing, you know, it, it's good to be humbled. It's good to be humbled. Some kids like me need to have their, their the pride knocked out of them. And uh, it, I've been home. I guess we've been homeless as a couple, once or twice, I guess once, once really bad. And then that, but I am so happy to hear how fucking resilient you guys are. You know, like it's like I'm almost not sorry to hear it. It makes your story cooler now that you're on the other side of it. I'd be like, I'm so sorry while you're going through it, but it's like now that you're here, it's like that's kind of dope to some extent. I I hope you can see it that way. I feel like it's better to see it that way, just for your own mental like stability. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. However you feel about it, I just 
I try to recontextualize the worst things as like, that's like a badass part of my story. Like if this was a movie, if that scene wasn't there, the movie wouldn't be as interesting. Like that's, that's how I, that's how I see it. Yeah, I, chose, I, I, just, I choose to see it. I, that's exactly, that's exactly where I, where I am and where I always have been. Um, no matter how bad things get, I find joy in things and in just being um, wherever I am, whether it's, a, and I, and I thrive on being in a, in a struggle for survival. Um, and, uh, anytime I've had a, a struggle, I mean, I, I, it just, it just motivates me. Um, it's gotta be right. I mean, some people collapse under the pressure, but I heard, I forget who someone say like depression is a luxury because if your back is up again, <laughs> I think it was 50 cent. He said, depression's a luxury. Cause if you're on the streets, there's a gun in the face, your back's against the wall. Like you're starving, bro. You're too hungry when you're starving to think about being sad. Like hunger is overpowering. Like, yeah, it's sad that you're hungry, but when you're that fucking hungry, bro, you're like, have you ever been like, you know, think about it, bro. Think the hungriest you've ever fucking been. Were you also sad? No, you were like fucking aggressive and ravenous and ready to fucking hunt, kill, steal, fucking like climb them out. You know what I mean? Fish. Like, like if you're hungry, you're fucking hungry. So I, I agree with that, bro. Like it's not always like, you know, again, for everybody, because some people get under that pressure, their back's against the wall, and then they just die, or like, they just fall down. You know what I mean? They, their back's against the wall, they slump down against the wall, and they go fetal position, and they stay there. But some people have that ability, bro, to, like, really have that survival instinct. It's not, like, dead inside them, and, you know, you're one of those people that has that live survival instinct, and I think, you know, I, I haven't been homeless, but, you know, there were there were times where my parents kicked me out of my house, and there was a couple weeks I was like at a friend's house. I had to, or my parents were divorced. I had to go to my dad's house. I had to stay at my grandma's. Like, and I'm just fucking, you know, so that was like homeless-ish. Like, not truly, but, you know, but yeah, I, I'm just saying I relate to the feeling in a lot of these darker moments in my life. I thought at the time I was going to kill myself and I thought I was never going to get out of it. I didn't always have the optimism, but at some point I did find that optimism. And now I can kind of recontextualize everything in this positive light and angle and say like, this was all part of my journey to get me to here. And I just want to take a second to like, on that or spotlight that for the audience like like this is what the show is about like like we both came on we're like oh i didn't have anything prepared bro you don't need shit prepared bro this is just life we're talking about life life is fucking life bro life is what happens while you're making other plans life you can't really always have a plan like things just do what they do man like things are gonna happen that are unexpected so i'm like fuck it like my plan is not to have a plan or my plan is to like react to everything in the moment my my plan is to get very situationally aware very in the now and take things as they come and do things the best i can from moment to moment that's that's like a strategy that can work for people so like here we have a guy, you know, me and and me and him have similarities, but the story is like went from like, you know, Costa Rica and like success to like cocaine in Costa Rica to like his business partner who was also doing shit with him, fucking sweeping his fucking feet rug out from under him to being homeless with a pregnant wife to fucking getting back on that fucking grind because this dude's got fucking survival instincts. And when his back's against the wall, he fucking like pushes and fucking started selling meat, like had his wife with them, like maybe leverage a little emotion. Some people were like, oh, this is the, no, bro, that's what you got to do to survive, man. That's people who've done way worse shit, bro. That's, that's makes sense. That's logical. Who wouldn't do that in, in, the, in those, you know, in those shoes in uh, my, in my perspective. But the point is like, you know, don't get discouraged, bro. Like there's people out there who, you know, there's kids who got a bad grade on a test. They think there's life's over, bro. You know, there's people who like, you know, someone close to them died or something, you know, they think their life's over. And I'm not saying none of that's like discounted or people's feelings aren't valid, but it's not true that you can't recover from it or it's not true that people can't, you know? Like it's a it's a change in mindset. It's a change in perspective. It's a commitment to be optimistic. It's a commitment to say this too shall pass. So, you know, from drugs to homelessness to fucking all of it, bro, to, to rise and fall and rise again. Like this is possible. This is this is the show. This is putting out passion and positivity for the listeners. And then where does this all, you know, coordinate to? If you're paying attention. A man right here, he's got a family, he's got a wife, he's got kids that are involved in his business, he's passing the trout business to his son, his daughter's involved in the treehouse. Like this, he's living the dream. And there wasn't ever really this clear cut, like, this is the path. I'm gonna do this on this day and that. Because it's fucking life, man. And I believe taking it as it comes is is the best plan. Like, no plan is the best plan. You know, like Bruce Lee, uh, I don't know if people like Bruce Lee. I love Bruce Lee. One of the things that he's known for saying is like, what, what is your goal? What is your goal for your ultimate form? 
He goes like, my form is to have no form. And that's what he means, bro. He means he wants to not have a plan of what to do, not have a training method. He wants to learn all the methods and all the ways his body could possibly move so that when something comes at him in the moment, his instinct reacts. He just fucking reacts in the moment. And that's better than having a plan sometimes because sometimes things don't happen the way you planned. And if you have a plan and something happens different in the moment, it could fucking hold you back. Do you, you, you got to, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, that's that's me to that's me to a T. Um, the optimism always came was just naturally in me, um, but it took me what fifty years of my life to realize or more that I need struggle. It took listening to Gary V. I need to fight. I need to like Jordan Peterson would say. I needed to go out and <clears throat> slay a dragon. I had been doing this trout business for eighteen years and. Most of it was a struggle, which kept me kept me going. And it finally got into a rut. I go to work. I enjoy it, making money, making lots of money. And but I got in a rut. And if I hadn't have gone through all the losses before and all the highs before, um, I don't think I would have ever walked away from that business and risked it all. Because when we when we borrowed money to you know on this treehouse idea way out here in the country, um, we that was the struggle we needed. My wife's just, she's cut the same way as far as that goes. She's always been st- standing standing next to me when, when in our fights, whether we were fighting the, the the system in Costa Rica or or fighting the law up here, or you know always you know having things come at us. My daughter, when she came on, she's like, you know, watching us, you know, do our business, you know, before she, she was part of, part of it, you know, doing the Airbnb thing. But when she came on, she's like, listen, we're going to plan away from chaos. And, and, and me and my wife kind of giggled at her. And, um, because that's, 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 uh, my wife is the one that, that made me realize really that we, we create our, our chaos because that's, that's who we are. And without that struggle, I lose interest. And so that's where I am right now. And, and this is this is a struggle. It's a it's um it's getting a it's getting a little a little normal now, but still there's so much to do here still. It keeps me interested, it keeps me passionate about about waking up in the morning. You got to stay passionate about waking up in the morning. And like you said, I just want to echo that. Like, bro, you hit rock bottom and you just said, like, if you hadn't hit that rock bottom kind of or maybe, you know, whatever low it was, but a rock bottom type moment in your life, you were like, I don't know if I would have had the bravery, the courage to do this other thing for fear of hitting rock bottom and like not knowing if at that point in my life, like, can I get out of this? But now it's like you fucking know, bro, you know, for a fact, your body knows, your soul knows, your mind knows. That like, yo, I've already been there and I came right back from there. So I'm less afraid of ending up there again. And that fear is not going to hold me back anymore. That's what I'm saying, bro, about this. Like, you don't really know what life is, bro. Like people say God works in mysterious ways. People think that's a cliche. Yeah, well, it is. It's another one of those cliches that's 100% true. Like you, you don't always see at the time, like, why that why something might be advantageous to you. But if you don't let it defeat you and become pessimistic and you hold the optimism, I find a disproportionate amount of people like it doesn't just seem like like it seems like a proven strategy. People who have that optimism will later say, hey, like this seemed like shit when I was going through it. But I always knew like something was meant for me in the future. And now I'm here and I actually realized that if this didn't happen, I don't know if I would have got here. Like, I, dude, I've heard that so many fucking times. That's my story. I've said that over and over and over again. The people I meet and attract say that over again. So that that to me is not just like an aphorism like oh, to be shrugged. Dude, that is so deeply corely true on a spiritual level. And I'm thinking, right, again, you got to agree, right? I, I mean, dude, we are vibing here. I'm thinking, you like, we're on the same page about many things. Yeah, the optimism. That's uh, that's why I spent fucking 20 ETH on it, on the uh, very rare otter um, when otters when v1 was at the at the height of its value um but i still have that otter that's that's my my spirit Stay optimistic bro it'll go right back yeah it's um it's kept us it's kept my optimism has kept us going my wife has always believed in me always stood by my side no matter what was going on and um she caught my optimism 
you know, and, and always accepted it. And we, there, there were hundreds of times here in this, in this treehouse business where we came, we came to the wall. It's like, it, if you were a rational person, you would not keep going at that point. You'd cut your losses and, and pack up the bags and, and go home. But we didn't, we fought through everything everything that could have gone wrong here did go wrong that's the same often requires a touch of madness to achieve it so that's that's that that's that's where that comes true for you right i've been told by quite a few people that i'm full of madness and so i guess that's uh, me too bro i'm a mad fucking scientist bro i'm the mad fucking hatter like every time i watch uh, alice in wonderland and i see the guy with all the hats i'm like that's me i'm I, i relate to him i don't know why but that guy's cool i'm the mad hatter i'm the johnny depp (laughs) <laughs> that's cool but Boana, let me uh recap time here so i let us go all the way to three because we had that um like oh, maybe 10 yeah. minutes i don't know for technical difficulties but i always save the last 10 minutes which we are at now for a self-promotion spotlight um i i you know whatever you want to talk about i definitely want you to like like or if you're comfortable i assume you are point people to the actual website tell people what the website is maybe list like you know just mention rates or you know Promote yourself a little bit here, bro. Uncomfortable or not, you deserve it. People got to know. They, the people deserve to hear it. So I, I could do it for you if you, whatever. But if, you, if you're if you fucking feeling it, you know, let the people know. Just really highlight, like, the actual pitch of the, you know, what you're doing with the business, where people can come in Tennessee, what town, that kind of thing. Well, I, I sold my I sold my Jeep. I loved my Jeep. I had a really built Wrangler. And I don't leave here now unless it's absolutely necessary. I really don't. And for the first while, I used to get anxiety even going to town. Um, when I say town, it's a town of, I think there's 1,400 people. In it. <laughs> I, I stay here 24-7, um, if at all possible. And so many people, cool people come here, nice people come here. That, I, that it's, it's such, it's so fulfilling. Um and uh, we're in Copper Hill, Tennessee. It's in the southeast corner of Tennessee, um, and um, several hundred yards from North Carolina and a couple miles from Georgia. And it's just way out in the country. We have a lot of cool things to do around here, rafting and stuff like that. Um, but the tree houses um, are luxury tree houses. They're, they're done right. I found a builder, um, networked through another guy, um, out in Oregon, and he introduced me to this guy out of Boone, North Carolina, and he built such incredible tree houses. Um, people come here, and the main thing that we see is that people come here and get healed of what of whatever they whatever is bothering them, or get out of it whatever they're looking for. Tons of of proposals and honeymoons and baby moons. I didn't even know that was the thing, the thing at all. Um, and we've had we've had celebrities come and and it's just been it's it's been a joy and um, I mean I I've always been been ambitious but at this point it's just like this is uh, I, I don't need any more than this I'm getting old I'll be sixty in a couple months and um, but I found I found happiness here and people love it. Um, they absolutely fall fall in love with this place, and the biggest compliment we that we that we have we get lots you know we get the the five star reviews, um, but I don't read the reviews. My my daughter and wife they they keep up with those, um, but when people come back over and over and over, we had two girls come up come up from Miami um, this week this last weekend. For, for I guess they were here three nights. It's the third time here. There's no bigger compliment in the world. There is no better feeling than to see people showing up again. And um, a lot of our businesses repeat business now. And uh, we have people come up. That a lot of times they'll come up, especially during COVID. They'd come up after, you know after they knew our place. They'd rent off you know all three three tree set tree houses. We have in the process of building the fourth one. And now people are, you know, they come up and they rent all four tree houses for, you know, their extended family, their friends. And, and, um, it's just turned into an incredible place. We've got a nine hole disc golf course. 
Um, got trails all through the property. Um, we got Camp Reggae right up the road from us, one mile um, up the road. And so we do the, we we have them down sometimes. And, and uh, actually we gave them four tree houses a, a while back and they came up and, and just all the music all night long around the campfire. Just, just absolutely incredible. Um, but people, people are loving it. And, and we, we've had people show up. You know, we had one lady show up. She got out of the car and uh, and sh- and we said hi to her, and she just all of a sudden burst out into tears and dumped on us um, gladly that uh, that she had she had uh, she had reserved the treehouse um, with her fi- with her fiance. They're no longer together. Um, she came up. Her mother was having problems. And by the next morning, she's just out and about and making friends with the other guests in the tree houses and going and actually went, went out with the other guests and was a different person. It was just absolutely, it was, it, was, it, it, it warms your heart. Um, That's miraculous, right? You got that location, the nature, the woods, the tree houses. There's just a healing energy there is what I'm hearing. And I'm, I believe you. Yeah, it, it there is a healing energy here. Um, it really, it 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 really is, and people tell us that. Um, I, I I like reading our guest book sometimes. I don't read reviews, but the guest book and people are people talk about what it did for them a lot, and um, it's incredible, you know. And and if you don't mind, I'm, let me just take a minute here. Let me just echo that, like some of that, a little bit louder for you here, just so people are getting it. It's it's fucking tree houses, bro. And it's not act like like I don't know what people think when they see a tree house. This is not when you say the word tree house, I don't see what I'm looking at on his website in my head. I see like a rinky dink little shack fucking like little pen and fucking like box pen type thing whatever the fuck you call those those little like lean to type thing fucking bro that's what i picture as a tree house like some ragtag shit bro these are not tree houses these are houses inside of a tree like like yeah i get it that's what a tree house is but no bro these are real houses like i'm looking on his website right now your ultimate tennessee destination view the tree houses they got these gigantic decks that form the base across and it's not like one a one tree house this house is going across like multiple kind of like tree areas it's like rooted to one tree but the deck is like you know kind of like leveraged and leaning against other trees so it's this like really fucking wide deck then there's a house on top of that deck like in the clearing in the area of the trees the second one here is similar like this one has like a tree in the middle part of the roof and then there's the tree and then like the roof finishes but these are like full-on houses like some of them are a little smaller some of them a little uh bigger you know one of them is like up to eight guests i think one of them is like you know a family of three or four but there's totally different fucking options here like he said he's got the disc golf course he's got the fucking magic in the woods the the website is treehousetennessee.com if you want to book you could book right now there's like a link at the bottom with dates if you want to call them and get information it's 706-567-2470 one more time 706-567-2470 this is fucking awesome like tennessee's you know not right next to new york actually i don't even know i don't think it is i'm bad with geography but i'm pretty sure it's not right next to new york otherwise i'd know but i want to go here i don't know i can't make a commitment you know i gotta check prices and shit but I gotta look at this. I got. I wanna. I wanna be here at some point. I'm gonna say I will end up here. I'm 31. I got a long life ahead of me, and I will end up here. I don't know when, but this is something I will end up going to. I can recommend it. You know, after I go. But what I can tell you, he's not fucking around with these reviews and testimonials. He's got 420 reviews. Nice number of reviews there, friend. But. All the ones I'm looking at here, five-star, 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 magical, fun and relaxing weekend, get away at the Dream Weaver, Treehouse Mountain was the most amazing Valentine's receipt, uh, retreat, what a treasure, like, it just goes on and on, like, all of these fucking five-star reviews, people fucking love this place, so if you're local to Tennessee, you're not local to Tennessee, check out fucking Boana. He's a great dude. He's been through it all in life. If you know, if you have a chance to talk to him personally, that'll be a great fucking experience for you, I believe, because it is for me right now. I hope you're experiencing a good time listening even to this conversation. NFT, uh, NFT time bomb. I'm happy you're here in the audience. We are pretty much at the end of the podcast here. 
So, Bawana, this is crazy. One more question I got to ask you. I forgot if we even said this in the beginning, bro. Did I even get your name? Is your name Bawana? Is that your first name, your last name? Is that even anything? Like, well, I'm Ian Lukowski. What was your name again? I'm so sorry. I feel so rude asking this, but I feel even rude or not. Yeah, Tom Detko is my real name. Um, I got the name Bowana after um, I went. Uh, I had a neighbor that was a one of the, a world class hunter, um, a hunter's hunter, um, and, and uh, he took he took me turkey hunting, and um, we doubled that day. But um, and uh, but he the, but he hunted with a bow. I'm getting that's why Bowana. He hunt no it, no that it's um it's Sir in some african language um oh and um but he he bestowed me that that name after this hunt it was my first turkey hunt and um and it was it uh it was it was memorable and so i the name the name stuck with me a lot uh, since then so well yeah. i'm boana i fucking love it it's great like i said we're about to close out do you have any like one last sentence mic drop top uh mic drop type moment thing before i do the outro here yeah, tree houses, plural, and you can do T N or T Tennessee. Tree houses, T N. Oh my god, dude! I am so sorry. That was so oh. irresponsible of me. I did not even give the right link. I'm so fucking sorry. Tree houses, Tennessee. Fuck me, bro. Jesus. Tried to echo oh. that for you, and I fucked it up. Tree houses, Tennessee.com. I'm so sorry. Come play in the woods with me. And we have a lot of people from New York, Michigan, and Minnesota, and all over the Northeast drive past a lot of beautiful tree houses to come down here they are authentic tree houses supported by the trees not just up on poles we are the real deal so that's it you heard it you heard it wrong for me you heard it right this time around tree oh, houses oh. tennessee it's not just one tree house it's a bunch of them there's three there's a fourth going there may be more in the future like just check it out tree houses tennessee and with that we will bring it to the closing here. Yeah, so, on. Bawana, Tom, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. We kind of, like, uh, lead out the same way we lead in. So we thank the, you know, the guest, which is you. So thank you so very much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your vulner vulnerabilities with us, your rise, your fall, your success, everything that you shared. You bore it all. We kept it raw. That's how I fucking like it. We fucking vibed. We clicked on so many fucking levels. That's what I fucking love. I love these conversations. You're definitely welcome to come on the show again. If anyone in the audience wants to come on the show, you're welcome. Thank you to the audience. NFT Time Bomb left just now, but thank them for coming. I said that before. Say it again if they listen. And again, anyone who's listening on a replay, thank you for listening. I hope you got lessons and value from this. I don't know how you could not. So hopefully, and I will you to, not even hope, I will you to get those lessons because you will get them. Maybe it needs to click it like later, but you will get those lessons. And then the last thing we always say after thanking God, oh yeah, thanking God for the uh, energy of bringing everything here. So we thank God, we thank the guests, we thank the listeners. And then we say, lastly, a message from our friend Afakasi Brand. If you haven't heard it today, you are loved. As you heard, there's light in the universe, there's dark, there's a balance, there's a yin and a yang. But another way to see it is that there's also one energy that creates everything that the light and dark come from. And one way to see that is that's creation. Or another word for creation is love. Love creates life. We know that. So if you haven't heard it today, not only are you loved, but you are love itself, conscious and incarnate in the flesh. But just one more time, if you need to hear it because you haven't heard it today, you are loved.